guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. I'm Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and we're here for a Talk Tuesday. We are. It's yeah. been a while, you know. It has. We've you had know, guests. we've had guests on this the whole month, which is super fun. Um, but it's a lot of work, I think, too, you know, because we have to, I don't know. It's, it's It shouldn't be, but it is. I feel more, and then we don't get to talk, really, right? So <laughs> we decided we had to have a Catch-Up Tuesday. Yep. Yep. We've had a lot going on, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to just talk about our stuff because yeah. we don't even, like, next week is the Paranormal Smorgasbord, right? We don't even talk about our own stuff then, usually. No. No. We talk about things that are going on, things that we've read, articles we've found, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Two shows are playing at the same time. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. hmm. Well, well that continues. It's a layered. <laughs> it's a layered thing. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to a paranormal show. We I can know. play two shows at once. That's right. Sometimes this happens in the paranormal world. It we does. just can't even explain it, right? <laughs> we totally can't explain it. Uh, so, so how are you? You got through the big blizzard last week? Yes, we did. And it was it was interesting because, you know, they they were really uh, quite adamant about telling people to stay home, do work from home if you can, yep. don't go out. It was going to be impossible travel. Yeah. And it's interesting now, after having gone through the shutdown for COVID, right, mm-hmm. that you're going to be home for two days and it's like no big deal. Where before, and I don't, I mean, I'm not, it's like before we could do it, you know, it's here in Minnesota especially, uh, we could do it. But um, it you know you go through three months of shutdown and two days is like yeah okay, and it was interesting because I thought well I'll go to the grocery store and pick up a few things and I thought maybe the grocery store would be wiped out just because of our previous experiences right mm-hmm. with people like panic buying and stuff and I went to the grocery store and it's like no, no. <laughs> I think everybody was like eh we'll be fine <laughs> so well, it was I mean... it was nice though because of that because it was calm then. you know there wasn't this panic and flurry of whatever. So it was good. Well, and I mean, it's Minnesota, right? Aren't we used to this by now? I mean, seriously. You'd think, but I I mean, sometimes I think people just kind of go into panic anyway. Yeah, So I think so. 
So it was nice, though, that this one just seemed like it was. So we were able to hunker down. I mean, we didn't have to work or anything, Mm -hmm. so that was good. I know that there's people out there that have to work, and I appreciate you. Uh, Grocery stores and gas stations and whatever, I appreciate you, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to get out and do that. And I did it, too. Back in the day, I worked at a convenience store gas station. I did it. You know, I I worked in the Halloween blizzard. Remember the Halloween blizzard? Yeah. We all talk about that here in Minnesota. We got 28 inches in one day. And uh, it was, but I, I had my dad drive me to work because I, my vehicle was submerged in snow. Yeah. And my dad drove me to work because I had to get to work, right? You just, mm-hmm. you do that. And mm-hmm. so I worked my, I think I actually worked a double shift because the person after me couldn't get in. So I worked and yeah, it's just, it's like you do it, right? Yes. But, yes. And so I appreciate people that continue that you know as long as they can do it safely but yeah oh absolutely absolutely and it it wasn't quite as bad as they thought right because I mean originally they were talking like 25 inches of snow or something yeah yeah and I don't know how much we got and I know that it rained yesterday but when we got home because we didn't get home till late last night and this morning I looked out and I'm like okay this doesn't seem like there's any more snow than there was before we left so (laughs) I I know a lot of it melted down a lot but yeah I mean Really, you know, yeah, I think we only got, be... I think, two between the two days or two and a half days, we got only like 14 inches here. Which, considering how much we could have gotten, it was, yeah, not too bad, yeah. And yeah, a lot of it's melted since then, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, and that's you know, it's very slippery outside, so just you know, I, I don't know if it is now, but it sure was this morning. <laughs> Well, you, yeah, you would know if anybody's oh, gonna slip and fall, it's gonna be it's you. Me. Or just fall in general. You don't have to slip. You can fall in, you know, two and a half feet of snow like I've seen you do. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And I and I and I fell hard today. I think the pavement probably cracked. You know, the earth shook. Oh, and yeah. All that. Not good. And yeah, because we were I took Melly for a walk and we walked up through the trees because I thought that would be the easiest to walk on the snow. Well, you guys had a whole lot of rain yesterday. So even the snow up through the woods was hard to walk on because it was mm-hmm. icy, you know. Yep. And then we got down to the main trail and I thought, okay, this will be fine. And it was for the most part, you know, there was like some snow that was kind of rough. So it was easy to walk on. And then and then there's a little incline and I didn't realize it was slippery. And I saw Melly kind of do the slide and it was too late. By then it was too late for me. And I fell, I slipped and I fell so hard on my hip and my shoulder and my knee. And I laid there. And so it's typical Steffi move. I laid there. I hit my head too. And I laid there on the ground and looked up at the trees because they were so pretty because they were sparkly <laughs> from all the rain, right? It was like looking up at a bunch of diamonds. It was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And then I, I got got up very timidly because I didn't know how I was going to get up because it was like you couldn't even move, right? Somehow I did. Somehow we got through it. But yeah, I hurt. Oh boy, do I hurt tonight. So we'll see what happens. And this, and this is on top of a fall that I had on the island on Sunday. So I haven't You fell on the island too? Yes, I haven't oh, fallen for a long time, Heidi. Seriously, well, it's you're making a up couple for years. I've been really good. And then I was out there because we did a, we actually went to the mausoleum, which we'll talk about. Um, but I was trying to find a signal because we did a, uh, we did a live cast from there. And um, I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking. I was in the woods and I just fell 
you know, my phone went flying, <laughs> you know, and I have a big bruise from that. So yeah, I'm kind of beat up right now, but we will, I will prevail. I, well, yes, I know you will, but you got to be careful because <laughs> that's not good. Well, I'm a little old now. You just never know. <laughs> okay, not old. <laughs> we don't want to break a hip or anything, you know. Well, no, you don't want to break anything. <laughs> oh, Lord. No. I well, let I me tell you, um, this whole, you know, shut down snow thing, whatever, I have been uh, entertaining myself. And then this isn't paranormal, but I just, I have to share that I have been totally entertaining myself making homemade ice cream. And, Ooh. oh, it's, it's Yum. such a it's such a good, bad idea. <laughs> it's yes. good because it's oh, yes. delicious. And it's bad because it's like you can make ice cream. Like, I'll never run out of ice cream. You know how you have mm-hmm. those, like, well, I can't eat any ice cream. It's probably okay. I shouldn't be eating it all the time. But now I'm just going to have it all the time. If I need it, I'll have it within, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I think about it in the morning. I'll have ice cream by the evening. Isn't that crazy? It's so cool. You know, I miss ice cream, but I've become lactose intolerant the last decade or so, you know, so can't really eat it. I can have like just maybe a half a cup or something. And even Mm -hmm. that might be too much. But every once in a while, I just have to have it. You know what I mean? But well, I have a book with recipes and it has all the different Mm -hmm. things. So there's the, of course, dairy free options and and things like that, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's going to be quite dangerous. Um, I just started this adventure and uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable and yeah. delicious and probably really yeah. bad news. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's so- like, wow, you're stuck inside. What are you going to do? You're going to, I can make things. I was down in my craft room making things and I was up in the kitchen making things and it's delicious. like, well, here we go. Yeah. Dolly domestic. You were, I guess, Maybe. for a couple days. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like fun. And you know, I do love ice cream, but oh boy, it doesn't love me anymore. So yeah, well, that's not good, but there's alternatives. So there are, you know, and I wonder if you made it, you know, there's a brand of milk now called Fairlife, which is what we get, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's got, it's um, virtually lactose free and it's super high in protein. I wonder if they have a cream or something, you know, because you have to use whipping cream to make ice cream, right? Yeah, you should. Well, there's a couple of different things you can use. This last one that I made was uh, cream and whole milk. So you could use yeah. the milk for that. But yeah, yeah. If they have something yeah. a little thicker. Yeah. And you, I mean, you could Google it. I'm sure there's something, a thicker yeah. non-dairy alternative, you know, that the worst thing that could happen is you test it and it doesn't work out. I mean, big deal, right. you know, then, right. but I would right. imagine there's recipes out there for um, non-dairy Excellent. ice cream that, you know, uses different kinds of, you know, whatever alternative milks or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure that it's, I'm sure it's out there. So, but Absolutely. yeah, it's been a fun little, fun little yeah. experiment. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And catch up Tuesday. So we've had on, I just thought we should just talk a little bit about our two guests that we had on. So we had the astrologer Triana on who kind of gave us um, the forecast that maybe this year might be not as stressful and more, laid back and kinder, gentler after April. So something's happening up until then, really, she thought. But then after that, it's kind of home free. So that was good news, I thought. Um, And then last week, of course, we had Howard Garrett on talking about Toki. And people love that. Can I just say, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. it was the talk of the Orca Network, you know, and they couldn't wait for me to get it on our podcast. And so it's on there. Um, 
so yeah, it was, it's, we've had some really good guests this month is what I just mm-hmm. wanted to say. And thank you to them for coming on because wow, it was, it was really fun. Yeah, it was. And you know who we're going to have to get back is Lori uh, Nauman from uh, the DNR again, because we have two eggs on the eagle nest. So uh, so that's exciting. Ooh. And they, we should have eagles in less than a month now because that yeah. was the middle of February. So that's the middle of February. Um, and yeah, so we'll have to have her back on. Yeah, and Mama Eagle has a new has a new guy because something happened to her her one and only last year. You know, he disappeared when the eagles were babies. You know, yep. or the new ones, and so now she's got a newbie, and he seems to be very attentive. You know, I I, I haven't watched it, but I, you know, I belong to the group. I think you do too, and mm-hmm. so every once in a while, something will come up in my Facebook feed. You know, and they're always talking about him you know yep so yeah he's very uh you know what i've noticed because i've been watching the eagle eagle camera quite a while uh quite a bit lately um i'll have it on just and i'll actually use it as a form of meditation um because it's Mm -hmm. very soothing you know Mm -hmm. even if they're just sitting there and whatever so I've, i've been using that and it's been really nice and um but Bo is his name. Her yes. new her new Bo is named Bo, Bo. and he's <laughs> young, I believe. And yes. you know what I've noticed is he is a little nester. He yes. brings sticks and leaves and whatever, and he fluffs and puffs that nest like mm-hmm. no eagle I've ever seen. <laughs> and he is just making sure it is wonderfully lush. And I'm like, wow, you go, sir. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it's I super know. cute to watch him. <laughs> and it, and it, and it seems like he's really bringing her some really good eats. You know what I mean? It seems like well, he's definitely trying. Some yes. of the stuff he's brought brought has. I mean, he brought a rabbit that they almost thought was plastic because there was nothing on it. So oh. I mean, he's trying. He's yeah, definitely yeah. trying. So yeah. he's brought some stuff, but yeah. yeah. Oh, and she yeah. has to boot him once he gets nestled in there. She has to boot him out of the nest. Like move it. He likes it. He likes to just. He does. Yeah. So when he's when he's there, he's really there. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's he seems like he's been a good mate so far. Oh, and even she, though she had to teach him the ropes, kind well, of. Well, and I saw those pictures of her buried under snow. So the only yeah. thing that was showing were her eyeballs, pretty much. You know. Yep. And then it was cool that they showed her standing up and flipping off all the snow. You know, yep. so they said, you know, they know it's very insulating and it's good for the eggs or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, you are such a trooper to just with all that coming down, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like they don't even move. They're nope. like, well, I'm staying here until the snow is done. And she did. She didn't move and she waited till the snow was done. And then she, yeah, shook it all off. And yep. yeah, they're and impressive. Then he came in and she went out for a, a fly and, you know, it was great. So, yeah, exciting. It's always exciting this time of year. And I don't know where my owls are. I just, you know, like I said, I saw them in early January. It was like the middle of January. And Mama was up in the nest. And I'm like, what are you doing up there? It's too early for this. And she was there for a couple days. I saw her a few times. And I saw I saw Papa, too. He was in a tree next to her. And they're nowhere. They're nowhere to be found now. So hmm. I don't know if something happened or Maybe she just didn't lay any eggs. I don't really know. You know? Should she have had like eggs by now? Yeah. Okay. They're like one of the earliest raptors to lay eggs. So normally by the end of January or within the first few days of February, those eggs are there. You know? Because mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about, oh, yeah. mom's sitting up there and it's, you know, 40 below zero. Well, and how yeah, can this I happen? Know. I just you know? <laughs> I couldn't remember when like that started. So, 
Yeah, yeah. So maybe they found new digs. Maybe they upgraded. Maybe they maybe. got a new nest and they're all shacked up somewhere else. Somewhere else, I know. But they—it's odd because they've been in those woods for you know more years than I can count. You know, and I just—you know—what's kind of sad is I just wonder if there's too many people in there now. You know, I don't—I don't know. But well, hopefully they just went somewhere else and I nothing so. happened to them. I hope so. I don't think anything happened to them. Maybe they're just not having babies this year, which would be odd. But last year they were pretty late, you know, because they had the one clutch that didn't survive. And then she had the babies. They were born late March, I think. I don't know. It was, Mm. but she had, it was her second one. And then they were fine. But, you know, she has that gorgeous nest that the Raptor Center installed, Mm -hmm. you know, because one of the babies fell out. And then they came with the new nest, which was fun, you know, and it's a beautiful nest. But, you know, whatever. Who knows? I'll find them. But I have been, you know, before I went to the island, I did walk through all the woods to look for her. Now, I haven't been out on the island yet, though. So they might, she might be out there, you know, because I know they have had nests out there years ago, you know, so you never know. Mm-hmm. But outside that, yeah, natural world. So, yes, we'll have to get a Lorian. Um, and I know we've talked about other things, too. So we will try to work up some new guests for for next mm-hmm. month as well. I'm still still working on finding a guest who would be good to talk about the uh, mysterious triangles of the U.S. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Because yes. yes. there's the... Um, the, the Alaskan... Alaskan Triangle. There's the Bridgerton Triangle, yeah, yeah. right? Up in in the, the Upper East. east. Yep. yep. And mm-hmm. then the um, Lake Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. right? I think mm-hmm. it's Lake Michigan uh, Triangle. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I think there's one in the southwest, but I don't don't quote me on that. So, but it, I mean, there's lots of them that are maybe smaller too. I was trying to read up on this, and I was kind of surprised at how many people would identify triangles around the U.S. that aren't really well known. So, anyway, I'm trying to find someone that can be a good guest to talk about that kind of stuff because really, I don't want it to just be us, you know, googling and regurgitating. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah read oh, because sure. I mean we do that enough anyway so um, yeah. I'd rather have someone that is uh, and I, I met a guy on social media that was uh, doing some research on the Alaska Triangle and I couldn't get lined up with him and it was uh, so it kind of fell apart to get him on the show but um, mm-hmm. well, I'll keep working so if anybody out there knows of someone who might be a good guest for the for that topic let me know because I will definitely want to follow up with that person, him, her, them, whoever it is, because yeah, it, would it would be, be cool fun. to have that as a topic. Oh, yeah, and I'll look too, and maybe between the two of us, we can find somebody, or maybe even a couple of people. You know, it'd be fun to have. It'd be really interesting because we, you know, I'm so interested in the Great Lakes, and we've had shows all about like Lake Superior, but. Wouldn't it be fun to have someone who's kind of an expert on that Great Lakes Triangle? Because there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that one. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I want someone that knows this kind of stuff because it's uh, really uh, interesting. Yeah. You know, the more I read, the more I see different shows about it. It's like, wow, this is cool. So, yeah, I'd like to get someone on the show uh, that has some knowledge about that. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we will. And we will. Yep. Um, but yeah, so just, wow, just, I'm trying to catch up, you know, because there's just so much going on right now. Well, and you were just gone. You had I was a trip. just gone. Yep. Yep. So trying to catch up after that. Um, 
Next weekend, Squatchers will be up in Virginia, Minnesota. We're having a Squatch chat up there, and then we probably will be doing some Squatching, too. Depends on the weather, of course, right? Because we never know what the weather is going to be like here in Minnesota. Right. Um, but, but it's a good time of year to get out. It is. My favorite time. Well, you, when you were on the team, you, yours too, you know? Yep. I love I love getting out in the wintertime. Yep. So... Yeah, so that's happening, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just crazy, crazy talk. How about you? Well, let's see here. Uh, next, well, I was going to say next weekend. This weekend, uh, on Friday, we're going, uh, we were invited by a uh, paranormal group out of Rochester. Um, they're a relatively new group, and so they asked us if we would lead an investigation that they were able to obtain um, in southern Minnesota, um, that I'm not going to share where because I don't know if I have permission to do that. Well, I don't have permission, so I'm not going to share where, but they asked us uh, if we would lead the investigation, and that's Friday night. So we're going to drive down uh, Friday in the afternoon and uh, kind of walk them through an overnight, a full overnight investigation. They've done a couple of smaller investigations. I actually met them when they took my uh, Paranormal Investigating 101 class uh, last month, and uh, they had done a couple of little uh, investigations, caught some interesting footage, you know, video footage, and uh, mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, we'd love for you guys to kind of lead a an overnight investigation so we can really see how this goes. And I'm like, yeah, we can certainly do that. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, it's a location we haven't been, and so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what comes up. And I think the location's about 100 years old or so. So, it's, you know, Minnesota standards, it's old enough. It's not an ancient mm-hmm. location, but you don't need ancient to be uh, no. haunted, no. right? No, no, no. Yes. So, yeah. So that'll be kind of fun uh, to go and do that. And um, now, are you, do, you, do you do the whole night, like all night? Well, it depends on how much we're getting, you know, if, if nothing's happening or it's kind of slows, you know, how sometimes you have the, it ebbs and flows, Mm -hmm. right? Investigations Mm -hmm. do. And Mm -hmm. so if it, you know, is on an ebb, I guess would be the downward swing, right? Um, It would be, you know, it's a good time to unroll the sleeping bag, put out a couple of camcorders and some, you know, audio Mm -hmm. recorders and just sleep for an hour or two, you know, Mm -hmm. so I will, we'll be bringing our sleeping bags for sure, just in case. And I, I rarely, I mean, unless I'm doing like a Waverly or something like that, it's rare that I'm awake the whole night. Mm-hmm. But you know, with a Waverly, there's, you don't have a lot of time. It's like 10 to four, right? You have to be out of there by right. five or something. Right. So there's no time to sleep because it's such a huge location. Mm-hmm. So even if nothing's going on, you have a lot of ground to cover. So yeah. you want to get around the whole thing. So, um, a smaller location, which not that this is really small, but it's a it's not a Waverly, that's for sure. So um, I'm going to we'll bring the sleeping bag. And usually between Tim and I, like he'll want to stay up all night, but then I usually drive anyway. So he can stay up all night with whoever wants to be up. And then I'll, you know, mm-hmm. hunker down somewhere and sleep for a couple hours. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of staying up all night if I can no. help it. I was just going <laughs> to say, I am just, yeah, I'm such a wimp in my older age now. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> It's hard for me to stay up past 10 o'clock, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, what I try and do is like sleep earlier. And if I can, if, if it's not, you know, if it's not going to be too weird with the rest of the group, but otherwise mm-hmm. I'll try and, you know, if I can get some sleep between like one and three and then get back up again 
um, mm-hmm. and do some more investigating before the end of the night. You know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, we've had investigations where we've, you know, it slows down, you know, spirits get tired just like we do. And so we take a nap, you know, and get back up at three and from three to five, it's like really active, you know? So, um, you know, we give everybody a break, including the spirits. And sometimes we get some good activity uh, right before dawn. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, that's fun. Yeah. You know, there has, there have been a lot of paranormal things going on and I know Jerry, Jerry's been fielding lots of calls and we have some cases happening and, you know, there's just not enough time for me, Heidi. I just have mm-hmm. too much going on. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, we do, we have a lot going on and then the pair connection is, is working on a new, another big event for the fall. So not going to say when or where, because it's all to be determined yet, but the guys are working on that one. So I think it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a mm-hmm. fun year for sure in the fall. Um, yeah. But now is the time to lay the groundwork, right? So, or, well, yeah, I've, I've had people um, that want to do events and stuff and they've asked me, hey, can we get, and I'm like, I, I'm full. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, fall is like ridiculous with yeah. how busy it is. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting because you talk, you talk about paranormal investigations and stuff and it is hard because mm-hmm. paranormal investigating isn't our full-time job, right? No. You know, neither one of us, we both have full-time jobs. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, how are we going to be able to fit this in with the volume? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where it's nice working with this, this group that wants to really expand Mm -hmm. um, because the more groups that are out there that you can trust to hand off an investigation, Uh, you know, that wants uh, some, some, uh, you know, that wants to do this. um, It's nice to have those contacts because it's like, I can't, I could we get enough calls to do an investigation every week. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's no way I don't have the time. I mean, no. who has, and plus my evenings and weekends are when I do a lot of my work, which yeah. is when most people want to do investigations. And so it's like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really busy this year with investigating for sure. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And you know, we have all the squatching going on too. And yeah, you know what? I got to say, I just, I tried at the beginning of the year not to schedule out too many things. In fact, I kept my calendar kind of locked up, right? <laughs> well, that's not going to work anymore. <laughs> well, you should so, though, you know, you have well, to and it, and it is. keep your I mean, balance it, because yeah. you're going to make yourself sick. Anybody would. I oh, yeah. I mean, I say I'm full. Well, some of that is not working. Right. All. Some of it and is not just time out for you. Like, I, I have to book stuff out like that too because I can't make myself yeah. sick doing yes. you yes. know twenty four seven. So yep, yep. Like this weekend will be a catch up weekend. You know, kind of like our catch up show will be a catch up weekend for me, where there's really nothing on the calendar, which is fabulous, other than catching up right with everything else and maybe just you know watching TV and just relaxing. Um, but yeah, no, you do have to d- definitely work life balance. Yep. Stay home and make ice cream. There you go. (laughs) Or in my case, it's, you know, oh, let's make some more cookies or chocolate chip bars or something. Cakes, Mm -hmm. muffins, because I I love to bake, as you know. You know, so we do that a lot. Um, but But, yeah, I have a lot to do. Other things, too, you know. So we'll see. But you're right. Yeah. So there's a lot of paranormal. And like we said, we've talked about this before is that it just has never quit, right? Since last fall. It's just, mm-hmm. it's even, you know, and now here we go into the springtime and we know that it gets even crazier now 
for a while. So usually, but yeah. Yeah. Once people kind of climb out of the winter cave, mm-hmm. they, you know, want to get a little bit more active, do things, you know, want to attend events and things like that. So yeah, it does get busier. Just the people part of it. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and we have, yeah, just a lot going on. We'll be back on Island in April, mid April for a few days before the busy season. And we've invited a bunch of the, the gals from, um, the Toki deals to up. So we'll see if it, we'll see if it happens. We, I met Christina there and she, that was super fun because she happened to be on Island too. And so got together for coffee, got along just so fun. It was just such, such a good conversation and such fun. Um, and yeah, so we're like, Oh God, we gotta get everybody up here. So <laughs> we'll see. Might be a wild time up there. Um, but at any rate, yeah, so one thing after another, and, you know, we're busy every night, too. That's the other thing, you know, three nights of the week. I'm busy besides my uh, working, my day job is what I call mm-hmm. it, you know, the day job, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I have to go back to tomorrow, you know. Um, <sighs> yeah. Well, that's that's how it goes. Oh, yes, we're for sure. Busy and... It's, but it's good. We tried to find, oh, you know what? It's 8.30. We've already burned through 30 minutes. So let's go to commercial break. Uh, this is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock. The Dark Sun Rising on the Para-X Radio Network. Hey Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and woolly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and woolly Wednesday show? <laughs> well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling radio show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stirring the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. You are listening to Para-X. Para-X. 
Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Parax Radio Network. And we have our Catch-Up Tuesday happening tonight. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the first half of the hour went uh, really fast. So yeah. 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 So (laughs) something fun, this kind of goes back to that animal energy that we were talking about earlier on the show. Uh, I think I mentioned before we have a wolf hanging out by our house, right? Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned that a few weeks ago. We've had two different dates one was right after right in between uh christmas and new year's and then one was right um i don't know if it was end of january maybe and we we see the wolf prints right Mm -hmm. and they're wolf prints because they're huge they're about Mm -hmm. five inches uh square Mm -hmm. and definitely canine um, because we do have uh, cougar here as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that have been seen, and uh, but we haven't seen the wolf. So, but now we had the wolf tracks again last week, and so, um, but it's interesting too because the the wolf will use. We only see one set of prints, and it'll use the dog trail that runs right up by the house. But then this time, I don't know if it saw something because a lot across the. The way over in the big like field area, um, we see a lot of deer and um, other, I don't know, we see lots of rabbits and stuff like that over on the other side. And the the tracks left the dog path that we, we um, snowplow and it cut through the really, really deep snow to cut through the yard to go towards this uh, this other area that we know that there's always like deer and stuff over there. So um, Tim was saying too, he goes, you know, dogs won't do that. And these will, and these prints are not dog. There's no, no dog that's that big. And Cowdy's prints aren't that big and they're shaped different. So, it, but a wolf will cut through the deep snow. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, when they see something, when they want to go after it. They're going to yeah. go after it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty confident that we have a wolf. And now for the third time, so this has been over two months, we've seen wolf tracks here in our yard. And the 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 dog run, part of where we snowplow is um, within 10 feet of our front door. So mm-hmm. it's right up by the house. And so it's super cool. And so Tim has been leaving out trail cams mm-hmm. uh, but we haven't caught anything on the trail cam but usually it's you know we've been seeing these tracks like a month apart so i don't know must have a pretty big territory that it's covering you know so it's just following the food i'm guessing wow. but yeah how neat right that is cool and you guys are close to that wildlife management app i mean it's not yeah. super close but it's close you well, know we're, close. And there's... we're within a couple miles yeah so of just the the border on the map which mm-hmm. animals don't know the map right, right. so Right. Um, but yeah, the National Wildlife <laughs> Refuge has, uh, yeah. it's, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. a huge area. Mm-hmm. And we're within a couple miles of one of the, the south border. So yeah, um, yeah okay. it's, and they follow the river too, because we're right oh, on the elk. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, totally yeah. possible. And, you know, the coyotes down here, I guess they've gotten to be, there's packs of them i guess in the parks they're saying Mm -hmm. to watch out if you have little dogs to probably don't go in there after night you know after dark i mean um and what's interesting is i have not seen them i have not seen a coyote for a few years but i do run into i do see their tracks i do see Mm -hmm. tracks in the the snow in the park and i have found dead you know shredded rabbits that they've gotten a hold of yeah. yeah so i know they're there 
but I haven't seen them. So I know Casey one time when she was on her way to work and she goes in super early, right? 530 in the morning. And she was right up here um, at a different place, though, but close to my house, right? Within a few blocks. And she said there was a pack of like five coyotes running across the road towards the a different oh, yeah. than the one that I go to all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, wow, they're just really coming in, aren't they? It's just yeah. amazing. I hear them at night when I bring the dogs outside. I hear the coyotes. Um, mm-hmm. I do hear the wolves sometimes. There's a pack that has been around um, closer to probably in the direction of the wildlife mm-hmm. area. Uh, mm-hmm. That Sherburne National Wildlife Refuge, I think is what it's called. But yeah, so we hear wolves uh, howling up there um, in mm-hmm. that coming from that direction. But right here around our property, we hear there's like two or three packs of of coyotes. What was yeah. I going to say? Hyenas. And that's not right. Um, <laughs> coyotes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, what? Uh, so there's a couple of packs of coyotes and you can and they're always coming from the same direction, these yips and and everything that they're doing. So, you know, that they kind of have their place that they they hang out. And um, but last summer I was I actually saw one during the day, which I yeah. thought was weird. It yeah. was in the neighbor's driveway across the street. And it was like, oh, hello there. Oh, and some hey, of something hangs from its mouth. Yeah. I mean, when I used to see him, and of course, that was when I used to walk more at night, you know, and Duncan, when I still had Duncan and Duncan and I would walk, didn't matter the weather, didn't matter what time it was, you know, and I I was safe with him, you know, but I remember that we would run across him every once in a while and there was one, he must have been the leader of the pack, right? Because he was huge. He was ginormous. And I remember we were just going, walking back to the car and because we had driven over there and um, here comes this big coyote and he was huge and stopped and looked at us. And, you know, my Duncan just wanted to be friends, right? He just wanted to go up and say hello. And his tail started wagging and he looked at me and I'm like, oh, I don't think you want to say hello to that one. You know? Nope. <laughs> nope. But he was, he was beautiful. I got to say he was a handsome boy, you know, and I have seen, well, that was a long time ago. See, I, I, I need to go out at night, I guess, to see him. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But, but that's when they come out, I think, more so than in the morning, because I'm over there a lot in the morning, you know, before dawn. But I think they're pre- more prevalent in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's cool. I just, I love the animal energy, you know, mm-hmm. and and they, you know, have every right to be Absolutely. where they are. Absolutely. So I just have to be mindful about where I go with the dogs and when, yes. you know, just pay, be vigilant. So, but yeah. it's, I just love the energy that they add they to do. a place. And, and when you hear them, you know, it just adds such a different dynamic to yeah. just the space. So I love yeah. living out here in the country because it's mm-hmm. just so diverse with animal life and it's, I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That is super fun. Um, so Joe in the chat room said that I should call out like a wolf at night. And I commented back. I said, I might scare it away if I do that. <laughs> so, or you might want it, you know, it might come closer. And I don't or know it might you want closer. it to come closer. You know right. what I mean? Which She's is fine pretty close. if I'm not out there with the dogs. I don't want to yeah. do it. And then I have to take the dogs out. So I better be careful what I. That's what I think. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't speak wolf. So I don't know what I'm uh-huh. saying. Like, come over here and have dinner like that. Right. I don't want to say that. These two I little can... dogs. They're perfect for one yeah. or two of us. <laughs> They're a little snack pack, so right, right. I gotta be careful. <laughs> I know, I know, it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, and they're so diverse. And so, d- 
did you were you able to see the northern lights this weekend no i did not they were crazy like everywhere and they were supposedly casey had read that they were going to be really visible from ireland right you know we're so much further north than we are here in minneapolis and makes total sense right so they said the biggest time to see them was like between eight and ten p.m so we went out there at 10 o'clock or it was like between nine and ten went to a couple different locations on the island we just were driving around the island trying to find the best place didn't see anything and so it was the day before we left and so man we were tired so we went home and went to bed and then we're on the ferry yesterday or waiting for the ferry and Casey's looking at her Facebook feed and sure enough like at midnight they had seen him and somebody posted these awesome photos from from the readout down on the south end of the island and I'm like wouldn't you know I think next time if it says between 8 and 10 we go two hours after that so from 10 to 12 (laughs) or Mm -hmm. maybe go then and then stay up another couple hours and then go again you know yeah because there were some gorgeous photos but they were all over they were up in Minnesota I mean they were it was a huge I don't know if there was like a magnetic storm usually that's what happens when the northern lights happen but they were visible like all over in the U.S. That's why I asked and wondered if you had seen them. I know a friend of mine who lives up in Wacker had posted some really cool pictures too, you know. So, yeah, that's fun stuff. Um, and there's just, you know, that like we talk about, we've talked about before, there's just some interesting things up in the sky, you know. Mm. They, there really are. And, you know, you're, you're waiting there with the northern lights and you're looking and it's like, what's that? I don't know. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And then eventually they disappear or whatever. But interesting stuff. I mean, it really is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's uh there's a lot going on. We've actually been getting quite a few uh UFO uh contact, you know, people asking if we can investigate that and mm-hmm. um you know, from all over the place. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of MUFON people. I'm not sure why, how they're finding us and wanting to, unless they're not getting through to anybody, I guess that would, might be. But I don't, I just, I'm like, gosh, you should really contact someone with the, you know, that yeah. specializes maybe right. in that. Um, so, they know, so they know better than us what they are. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. Not that I, I'm not yeah. interested in it. I totally right. am. But yeah. I don't know if I'm the best resource for something like that because I don't do it often enough. No. So Yeah. Fascinating, though, if you're out there. You know, and Mm -hmm. Squatchers are out there. Like I said, when we were up north last, when was it, September, October, I don't remember. Um, Boy, there was a lot of stuff going on in the sky up there. And it was that same place where Josie had seen the grid lines before, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, say another thing that I was thinking about. When we had Triana on and she was talking about... um, Grid lines and ley lines again. Boy, it would be really fun to get someone on here to talk about those. You know, like yeah, really knowledgeable about those. Yeah, because we talked about that before. Yeah, I just find that absolutely fascinating. And what is that? So up in northern Minnesota, it runs through Virginia. Um, it's it's probably a ley line too, and it's not the Continental Divide, but it's the Laurentian Divide, right? What exactly are these? It would just be really interesting to Mm -hmm. have someone on who knows more than we know, you know, yeah. um, who can tell us exactly what they are. Because a lot of people, if they say that, you know, these divides, the continental divides, Laurentian divides are always um, 
you know, paranormal energy happens there. Bigfoot activity happens there. There's a lot of things that happen there. So it's kind of like an energy vortex kind of sort of, you know, not really, but it's kind of the same thing, you know? So I just, that'd be fun. Yeah. I think we need to look for someone who's an expert on that or who knows a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so for sure. And if anyone knows, so here I'm putting it out there. If anyone who's listening, be it live or on our podcast, knows of anyone who, who really works with these ley lines, divides, et cetera, let us know. Cause we would mm-hmm. love to, we would love to have a contact for that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It would be nice to have someone that really digs into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Cause I just think it's fascinating. Absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. Yep. So one of the things that I did, Heidi, when I was out on the island this time was we actually went out to the mausoleum. So we did it for a live broadcast on Squatchers and and Cryptovania and it's out there. So you can find it on the Squatchers page, but we so you can see the whole thing. We videoed it. We Casey did the camera work and so I talked about it a little bit. We went inside the mausoleum and you know what's interesting is so at the very end it's about 25 minutes or so. And at the very end, Casey's like, did you hear that? And she kept saying this and I'm babbling. You know what I mean? And, and, and then she's like, mom, there's something going on up at the mausoleum. We were down in the woods, you know? And I'm like, really? And I'm like, oh, so then we went up there and, and she's like, I heard some, well, first we heard before we started the video, we heard a couple of really loud bangs, like knocks almost, you know, it kind of reminded me of Sasquatch knocks. Well, okay, hmm. we are in the Pacific Northwest, right? Right. Um, and, you know, it happened a couple of times and we're like, what is that? And then we're live and then Casey is hearing these things up at the mausoleum. And so after we ended our live, um, Casey and I went up to the mausoleum and actually sat at the table, you know, where the family McMillan, their remains are all in the chairs, right? And that's crazy active up there. We put out, we put out, we didn't have a voice recorder, but Casey put her phone out with the, um, with the voice recorder program on there. Now I haven't listened to it yet, but it'll be interesting to see if we caught anything because that was, Mm -hmm. we could hear things, you know, we could definitely hear things. And so what kind of stuff did you hear? Well, Casey kept hearing, she thought it sounded like voices and she, she said, you know, like, it just sounds like there's somebody up there and there was nobody. I mean, she even walked around, you know, like the Mm -hmm. whole mausoleum and looked and there was nobody else up there except for us, her and I, you know, it's on the woods, you know, there's not a lot of people that go there in the summer. I think there probably are, but not in the middle of winter and it was cold up there. Um, but so I don't know. So to be determined so maybe I'll, I'll make sure I get through that and if there's anything cool that we found you know I will definitely put it out there but yeah it's fun so you should take a look and we walked through it and uh, showed everybody and talked about the McMillans and how it was you know John McMillan of course was a Knights Templar and he was also a, a, a Mason a Freemason right mm-hmm. and we've talked about that rabbit hole too right about how wouldn't it be fun to have somebody on the show maybe tell us what exactly they do, which they never will, right? Because it's all mysterious. What do they do? <laughs> well, they say that they tell you everything, but you oh, know they don't. Well, come on. It's a mysterious. Yeah, they, you know they don't. <laughs> they say that's it. Because I've talked to so many, I've, and we've investigated a lot of um, of their uh, 
lodges, right? I've investigated like a lot, no, four or five lodges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, we ask like, what do you do? And they tell you, and then I like, well, what else is it? No, that's it. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I, know. I know that's not it. It can't they be wanna, it. They want to try to be transparent, but I don't think they are, you mm-hmm. know, um, because it's a secretive society and women are, you know, just not allowed really. Right. I mean, you certainly can't be a Freemason if you're a woman. No, but they have a, another, um, for women, they have, uh, what is it? Uh, daughters of, uh, I can't remember. Um, I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the Vulcans. Here we go with the Vulcans and the Winter Carnival again. <laughs> no women in there either, you know. Oh, Job's daughters. Yeah. Oh, oh, Job's daughters. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. All of it is fascinating. And the fact that all of this was built by a Freemason and, you know, there's a building in, in Friday Harbor that's the Mason building, right, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tiny little island in the middle of nowhere, you know, and here's a, a Mason building, you know. So just pretty fascinating. It's just pretty fascinating. And I said, oh, we really have to get back up there and do some more, like, paranormal investigating, you know, because there's stuff going on for sure. Mm-hmm. So, did you bring any equipment when you went to the mausoleum? Oh, no, it was just kind of a one off. And I didn't bring anything with us out there. I didn't even have a, like I said, a voice recorder or anything. Really, it was just to show the mausoleum. And it was so cool that it's out in the middle of the woods, right? You know, we tied in cryptids with it, of course. And the fact that we heard the, <laughs> we heard the knocks, you know, it's kind of fun. And, you know, there was a there was a stump over there that we call stump squatch. You know, I said, "Oh, look, there's a stump squatch." <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was super fun. It was super fun. So it's a fun video. So if you go to the Squatchers webpage, it's there. It's a few a few down because we I, we've been advertising the Squatch Chat, but um, it's there and it will be on YouTube soon too. So that'll probably be a better version because I know they're gonna extend the screen for us because you know there are three of us on there so it'll just be the tour of the mausoleum but if you watch it see this is what this is the tool that i want us to get that i i need to get for squatchers and then we can use it for the gathering too because i think it would be super fun for us to have you know maybe a facebook chat every once in a while for the gathering radio show you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it works super good and you can have on it whatever you want you know so yeah i will i gotta have I got to wrangle Jason and have him help me with that. Um, but so, yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff out there this time, you know, but it was fun to get to that mausoleum. And it's just, you know, you forget about it because I hadn't been there for a while. And those, p- those pillars are ginormous. I mean, they are. It is an enormous place, really. You know, and, wow. these, and these chairs in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the woods. You know, it's just too bizarre, you know. Who owns the property, though? Well, you know, that's up for debate because I don't really know if the family McMillan still owns it or not because they don't own the resort anymore. So John McMillan was the one who built Roche Harbor Resort, and they had a lot of lime kilns there. And, you know, and one of the things I talk about in the in the video is the fact that, you know, a century ago, there were hardly any trees left on San Juan Island because he chopped them all down to fire the kilns to 
to make the lime, right? So they mine the lime and then whatever the process is they do with it, I don't really know. But a lot of San Francisco after the earthquake and the fires and stuff, the concrete mm-hmm. and the foundations and stuff, they always mixed that with lime. And a lot of that lime was from San Juan Island. Um, mm. So he made his fortune doing that. And then, of course, he built Roche Harbor, the resort. But the McMillans don't own that anymore. It's owned by somebody else, a separate entity. And so I'm not really sure who owns that parcel of land where the mausoleum is. You know, it's attached to an old cemetery that's super spooky, man. You know, it's from like people are buried there from the 1800s and they have like those wrought iron fences around the graves, mm. you know, like down and, mm-hmm. you know, just it's spooky. That's all I'll say. But so I don't know, maybe it's public. I'm sure it's public land. Maybe I guess I, don't, I, <laughs> I was going to ask you, I, I got to find out know if you're allowed there. <laughs> oh, no, you're allowed there. Oh, you can go there, but you just have to be out of there by seven. Right. So okay. I think the hours are 11 to seven or something, um, which is why no investigations. But yeah, I'm going to see. I know a lot of people up there now. So I'm hoping I can pull some strings and see if we can get in there for. Well, can't you just investigate during the day if nobody's you around? You can. Oh, you can. But, you know, the, the tales are, the locals all tell me that it's really after dark that things start happening, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, we could do an investigation during the day for sure. Maybe next time I'll bring some stuff with or at some point. But I think it would be much more funner at night. You know Well, yeah, I mean? it would be more fun, but at least to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Give it a whirl and see what happens. Right, right. But, yeah, so I will listen to that um, EVP session before our next, I just haven't had a chance before our next show and um, see if there's, I mean, we weren't there that long, but you know, we'll see if anything shows up because yeah, Casey was like, something's, something's happening here, mom. (laughs) 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 But anyway, and then she said, well, I'm going to sit right at the table and I'm like, Ooh, what a way to, you know, get those spirits going, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so we both did. So that was fun. But um, anyway, yeah, so that's my story. Lots of stuff. Cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. nice and bug-free. Yes. Yes. No <laughs> bugs. It was quite chilly up there. I felt colder there than I do here. And I said that. I said, I feel colder here than I do at home in Minnesota. And everybody's like, you're kidding. And I said, no. No. It's cold. But. Was it really damp there? It's damp. Well, it's an island in the middle of the well, sea. Well, yeah, I know. But no, I mean, it's a I different kind of a cold. humid and. Okay. But it was, and, you know, the temperature was like 20. It was like 22 or something on Friday and Saturday and Thursday. And it was cold. And then I think finally Sunday, it was like 42-ish. So that was really nice. And then yesterday, it was back down. It was it was rainy and snowing. And they got three inches of snow overnight. I know we had several texts from people we know out there saying, look, 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 this is, this is what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's your fault. I know, right? Oh, my God. But, yeah, so fun stuff. But, yeah. Um, cool. Well, you have to try an investigation next time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Joe was talking about Jupiter and Venus and how they're really close together up in the sky, and they are, and they're really pretty. So if you have clear skies, run out there and have a look. I don't know how long they'll be that way. But it's fun yeah, to see them. Sure. You can see them clearly with your eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, I saw them the other night and I was, it's like, wow, they are, you, and you think for, I mean, I knew what they were, but if you didn't know, you'd think, oh, 
this could be a UFO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because they just are still, I mean, obviously, for they're still in the sky and they're really bright. They're not moving. So you think, oh, it could be a UFO hovering. Well, it's not. But yeah, it's they're really bright. Well, and yeah, and they're really visible right now because the moon is, is I think it's about half full now. But, you know, once the moon kicks in, you'll still be able to see them, but it'll be, you know, it won't be as spectacular, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it's pretty out there. So, and maybe the northern lights are out there this week, too. I guess I don't know. I don't have that forecast. Casey looks at the space NASA or something. I don't know. They have this forecasting tool, which is very cool in and of itself, you know. Um. But so that's what I know for sure. And here we are. And we babbled for a whole hour already. I know. And what about our, our sibling show tomorrow night? Oh, yes. Yeah. So tune in to um, tune into the Oh, my goodness. I'm, see, I'm reading the chat at the same time. Tune into the calling radio show tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And they are going to be talking with um a guy that we know, Todd Wilkinson, uh, he is an investigator and he's out of Wisconsin and he's, he's fun. He's very, he knows a lot of stuff. So I think it'll be an interesting, an interesting show. So tune into that tomorrow. Is he a paranormal investigator then or? Well, he doesn't belong to any groups, but he goes on a lot of investigations. He's very interested Mm -hmm. in it, you know, and he's very interested in Sasquatch research. You know, we met him, at our event that we had in Humbird uh, mm-hmm. last year, okay. you know, and he's just, and he offers great suggestions, you know, I mean, he really is a smart guy, you know, so tune in. I think it'll be fun and he's fun to listen to. So that's tomorrow night. Um, and then of course, next week on our show is the paranormal smorgasbord. So everybody get your, get your topics and your subjects out. And, you know, of course we'll have ours and it should be a fun one. Yeah, bring them to the the metaphysical table next week. Mm-hmm. Lay mm-hmm. them out there for us, and we'll Absolutely. talk about it. Absolutely, it's going to be fun. Yes, it is. So, anything else? Any final thoughts for this last minute or so? No, I think. Well, I say no, and then I start talking. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens as we move into the spring equinox, because I know mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, we have the, during any kind of, um, you know, shift, you know, when the the equinoxes, the solstices, uh, the cross-quarter festivals, you know, all those times are like a, their own thinning of the veil. So it'll be interesting to see what comes up over the next few weeks. I'm kind of looking forward mm-hmm. to that to mm-hmm. see if anything shifts again, because we have the spring equinox coming up mm-hmm. in um, less than a month. So, um, you know, I'm just wondering if anything will be stirred up with the the shifting of energies just because of that, you know, Absolutely. that equinox coming because that's the equaling, you know, the balancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if anything shifts. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always a fun time when the equinoxes happen and the solstices mm-hmm. too, you know, because right. energy is crazier, I think. So... Well, all right. Well, it's time for us to go. So thank you for listening, everyone. And to all the troops who may be listening, please be safe. And thank you so much for your service. And thank you, everybody in the chat room. 
We are always glad to have you join us and everybody out there listening, wherever you are. We are so happy to have you tune in with us, whether it's live on the show or through our podcast. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And Pair X, thank you for hosting us. We love being here. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet. Thank you once again for pulling it all together. Mm -hmm. Good night, everyone.